Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will preview a packed weekend in Cosmos Country and Rocco Camiso is set to purchase Italian soccer club ACF Fiorentina. This weekend, the New York Cosmos have a packed schedule and I hope Cosmos supporters across the country in the tri-state area and around the world are looking forward to two matches back-to-back Saturday, June 1st at uh, Mitchell Athletic Complex. The Cosmos will host that match, of course, against Hartford City FC. That match will be played at 8 p.m. Eastern time. I think the New York Cosmos will sweep both matches this weekend. The second match is on June 2nd. It is away. Again, not a far road trip, but still have to hop on that bus to go to New York Athletic Club. That match will be played at 5 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to go with a sweep. Like I said, the Cosmos will definitely get the six points. And I will be back next week reviewing those matches. I think on June 1st, the Cosmos will win by a score of 2-0. And on Sunday, June 2nd, I think the Cosmos will dominate New York Athletic Club. And they will win by a score of 4-0. And I've talked last week about these back-to-back matches, and I would love to uh, hear your thoughts on this. And I do understand that the MPSL has to fit in all these matches. But my response to the league is that I think there's more than enough time to fit in these two matches. The Cosmos kicked off their season, I believe it was the end of April. And now you have two matches playing back-to-back. Okay, yeah, they're hosting the match on Saturday, June 1st. They have to travel, again, like I said last week, not too far, but still you have to put those players out there to play. And any league, any club should think about their players first. And I'm not saying that the MPSL is not uh, worrying about the players, but for example, take the Cosmos out of the situation. The Cosmos have professional players. Uh, They have a deep squad. You could take a normal MPSL club that relies on college players and they need to play it back-to-back on a weekend. And their colleges are probably not going to be happy with that because they don't want to get hurt or they don't want their players to get hurt. But then the players, on the other hand, they want to play, right? They want to play every single day. They want to practice. They want to play matches. But I feel like the MPSL needs to be taken seriously by uh, soccer supporters across the country. And I think... By playing games back-to-back, you don't see this in any other league across the country, across the world. And I do understand that it's an amateur semi-pro league. And I was watching the Cosmos against FC St. Pauli and the announcer, the German announcer, he was speaking in English for the English fans, FC St. Pauli fans, Cosmos fans. And um, 
he was bringing up the Cosmo schedule, and he was like, oh, the next Cosmos match is June 1st, June 2nd. And he was like, that's back-to-back games. And I'm not bringing this up because he criticized the Cosmos or criticized the league or U.S. soccer. But I'm just saying, if you take that into account, if you take the players' um, safety and you don't want them to get injured because they played two matches back-to-back. And soccer is not like other sports. It's not like baseball in America. It's not like uh, basketball where you can just say, okay, we're going to fly and we're going to go to another city. We're going to play back-to-back and we're going to hopefully win the match. In baseball, they're in one city for three, four games. And in my opinion, that's still messed up that they play three, four games back-to-back. Most of the time they play every single day within the week. They don't have off days. They don't have time to practice. But this is not a podcast about baseball, of course. Um, But that's the point I'm trying to make, is that the player's safety should be uh, the number one priority. And I think playing back-to-back, regardless of if you're a professional team in an amateur league or if you're just an amateur team participating in the MPSL, I still don't think it's acceptable. But I would love to get your thoughts on this topic. You can email the show firstteampod at gmail.com, Twitter, Facebook at firstteampod. This past week, there has been some news regarding Rocco Camiso and the New York Cosmos. According to the New York Times, Rocco B. Camiso, the billionaire founder and chairman of the cable provider Mediacom, is expected to complete a deal to purchase the Italian soccer club ACF Fiorentina in the coming days. Well, we have an update on that because that's what the Times reported was in the coming days. But it has been about a week since they reported this. Um, So what was previously reported was that there was going to be a board meeting on Friday, May 31st, but it has been moved to Saturday morning. So this upcoming Saturday, there will be a board meeting, and I guess they will discuss and sanction maybe um, a purchase of Fiorentina. The two parties, which is uh, Rocco Camiso and the current owners of Fiorentina, they agreed to a terms of a sale for a sum of around $150 million late last week. Rocco's pursuit of Fiorentina will not have any effect on the lawsuit or his interest in the Cosmos. And First Team Podcast has um, posted on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, a quote from Joe Barone, who is the Cosmos senior vice president. I know a lot of fans get worried every single time we hear these rumors and these reports that Rocco Camiso was interested in buying a team abroad. So Cosmos senior vice president, Joe Barone, had this to say on the rumors, on the reports, that Rocco B. Camiso is in talks um, or is near uh, done uh, to uh, purchase ACF Fiorentina. So here is a quote from Joe Barone on uh, this topic. Joe Barone was enthusiastic with this purchase and expressed on several occasions that any international club purchase is an un mitigated good thing for the New York Cosmos. It increases leverage when dealing with FIFA and the U.S. Soccer Federation. It opens up an easier path to sponsorship deals and capitalization opportunities. 
I do understand that Rocco Camiso, his main goal really, because he's Italian, he was born in Italy, but came to America at a very uh, young age. Rocco is a soccer fan. He's a Italian soccer fan. And, of course, he wants to own a Serie A club. And that could be Fiorentina. In the past, he was in talks with AC Milan of Serie A, one of the biggest clubs in Italy. But now he might purchase Fiorentina if all goes well this weekend. If they sanction uh, the purchase at the board meeting, I would guess early next week or sometime next week, we will hear an updated report from Italy. I don't want to say that First Team Podcast is close to the situation because I have no clue about what's going on in Italy on this purchase. Um, But we will keep you updated uh, with what we have at the moment is that Rocco B. Camiso is expected to complete a deal to purchase uh, Serie A club ACF Fiorentina. The board meeting has been postponed or moved from Friday to Saturday morning, and I will have more um, fallout from that and more things to talk about on this topic next week. And I hope Rocco B. Camiso, I really hope he purchases uh, Fiorentina because I think that will really help out the Cosmos. Because I think a lot of people in U.S. soccer, I think they undermine Rocco Camiso. And I think a lot of fans in U.S. soccer look down at Rocco Camiso. But if you can go and purchase Fiorentina for, I think it's $150, $120 million, then I think he will get the respect that he deserves. I think people in U.S. soccer should respect Rocco already because he's a billionaire and a self-made billionaire. But I think in soccer terms... If you can go and buy Fiorentina or buy any foreign club and you come back into U.S. soccer, I think people think highly of you because you bought a historic club. You're doing great in the world of soccer. And I think that will only help the New York Cosmos because I think Rocco would be even more motivated um, once everything pans out with the lawsuit and things like that, I think, to make the New York Cosmos a powerhouse, maybe a national or international powerhouse. And I think I've seen a lot of people on social media sort of saying what could be the possibilities. I don't think you will see something like the City Group where you have NYCFC and you have Manchester City. I don't think you're going to see anything like that. I could be wrong, but I don't think you will because you have two historic clubs. You have the New York Cosmos in U.S. soccer and you have Fiorentina in uh, Italian uh, Calcio and Italian football. So I don't think you will see um, some sort of rebranding of names or logos. You, you're never going to see that because you have two historic uh, clubs, two historic brands doing their own thing in their respective countries. But what I think you might see is commercial opportunities. So maybe more sponsorship opportunities for the New York Cosmos. Maybe both clubs can maybe sell package deals. And for sure, probably... A lot of Cosmos fans will go support Fiorentina because Rocco Camiso is most likely going to transform that club because I believe uh, they almost got relegated a couple of points off of getting relegated to the second division, which is Serie B. And he will definitely, and I don't know this for sure, but I do believe that he will uh, most likely invest if he purchases the club. He will have to invest in the squad um, for them to become... uh, a force to be reckoned with in Italian soccer. We have some news from Major League Soccer, and I think this shows 
how corrupt they are, how together they are with Soccer United Marketing and U.S. Soccer, and how they're trying to, I guess, limit the excitement that we have for the U.S. Open Cup or for maybe preseason friendlies or things like that. So Major League Soccer and Liga Emeki, which is the first division in Mexico, have confirmed the creation of an annual League's Cup between teams from each competition, right? So the inaugural competition will begin in the United States over July 23rd and July 24th. And to Houston Dynamo, face Club America, Real Salt Lake, host Tigris, Chicago Fire, play Cruz Azul, and LA Galaxy take on Club Tijuana. The MLS teams will all play at home. You get the idea that the MLS clubs want to host uh, Liga Mekki clubs to draw more interest for what they're doing, right? But I don't think it is. I believe one of the clubs said that they're going to field their reserve uh, squad, basically, against the Liga Mekki uh, club. So the winners of the quarterfinals advance to the semis, of course, which will be played on August 20th. The final will take place on September 18th in the United States at a location yet to be announced. MLS Commissioner Don Garber said this in a statement. We are excited to take our partnership with Liga Mekki to the next level with League's Cup. We have an intense rivalry between our national teams and League's Cup provides a terrific opportunity to increase the growing rivalry between MLS and Liga Mekki clubs. Former Red Bulls head coach and current Real Salt Lake head coach Mike Pecky had this to say on this announcement. He said, we were taking this extremely seriously. This is not like when we play Manchester United in a summer friendly. Of course, we want to win that too, but this is a tournament style. It's something that's going to have a trophy at the end of it. So that's something that we take extremely seriously. And it's something that's going to motivate the players as it will myself, coaches, and staff. I think this is an attempt, like I said earlier, I think to limit the control that we have or U.S. soccer stakeholders outside of Major League Soccer and Soccer United Marketing and for them to have a bigger pot or a big control of U.S. soccer or more control of U.S. soccer because they're just creating more tournaments and more matches and more leagues and more um, tournaments. You have... In the summer, you have the preseason friendlies. You have the International Champions Cup. Now you have the League's Cup between Major League Soccer and Liga Mekki. And then you have lower division clubs that are fighting to be relevant in their markets. And I think that's the sad part about U.S. soccer is that they're just trying to get richer and have more events and have more tournaments. But if this was promotion relegation and every single club had the right to be there, and they made this announcement, I think fair enough. Okay, there's a tournament between Mexico and U.S. soccer. Exciting. But this is just an opportunity for Major League Soccer clubs to play more matches or maybe even to play meaningless matches. If you watch the U.S. Open Cup matches with MLS clubs, they're boring. They, they don't open their main field. They have their training field or a second field open for the night. And then you have this League's Cup final taking place in September 
when the U.S. Open Cup final was taking place. That's what I'm trying to say is that I, I really believe that they're trying to, in a very weird way, they're trying to, I think, discount or um, undervalue the U.S. Open Cup, which is sad because a lot of clubs and a lot of people in U.S. soccer, I think they value the U.S. Open Cup. I think they take it seriously, and they want U.S. soccer to take it seriously. But then you have organizations like Major League Soccer who just don't care, create their own uh, tournaments. I don't know if fans will be interested. I would love to hear MLS fans or Liga Mekki fans. What do you think about this uh, League's Cup? Will you watch it? Will you attend matches? Will you um, be a passionate supporter of the League's Cup? I think it was very interesting that Mike Pecky said, oh, just because it's a trophy, we're going to take it seriously. And it's like, uh, the U.S. Open Cup has a trophy, and I think, I think the International Champions Cup, which is a preseason tournament, I think that has a trophy as well. So just because there's a trophy at the end of it, that means you're going to take it seriously. It's not your Major League Soccer season. It's not your domestic cup in the U.S. Open Cup. It's not the CONCACAF Champions League. It's something that Major League Soccer and the Mexican First Division, Liga Mekki, created. So they created this trophy. There's no history. There's no excitement. There's no um, motivation to win it. It's just we're going to take it seriously because there's a trophy. So very weird for Mike Pecky on that one. Two listener questions. One from Mark on Facebook says, Is the purchase of Fiorentina a good thing for the Cosmos fan base, and if so, how? I think it's a great thing for Cosmos supporters, for the Cosmos fan base, because I think Rocco Camiso is sitting still in his sports portfolio. So I will explain myself on this one. Um, is that you have Rocco, who saved the NASL, bought the New York Cosmos, I think it was 2017, played one season in the NASL, which ended up being the final season in the NASL, right? No one expected that to happen. No one thought the NASL was going to be desanctioned and basically uh, be driven out of business. So now you have the New York Cosmos participating in the NPSL as our first team for the past season and now this past or this summer at the moment um, in the classic season and then in the fall in the NPSL Founders Cup. And I believe that Rocco wants to do something bigger and do something more with his money and do something exciting as well. And I'm not saying that the Cosmos are not exciting. What I'm saying is that the Cosmos are in a weird phase in U.S. soccer, and it's a long-term project. It's not an overnight thing, right? It's not like I'm going to put $100 million or however much in the New York Cosmos, and we're going to be promoted to the top flight. It doesn't work like that in U.S. soccer at the moment. I hope it changes. So the point I'm trying to make is that I think Rocco, like I said earlier, he's Italian. He loves Italian soccer. He loves U.S. soccer, or he doesn't love U.S. soccer, but he loves the United States, and he loves the New York Cosmos. So I think he's a very passionate person. So to answer your question, Mark, I think it's going to help the Cosmos fan base because Rocco is going to be taken seriously by U.S. soccer and by U.S. soccer fans because he's not just the Cosmos owner because fans and stakeholders in U.S. soccer, they can curse out the Cosmos, right? They can make fun of the Cosmos. They can say whatever they want, right? But Rocco, 
is putting his money where his mouth is. He's not just buying the New York Cosmos, and he's not just the owner of the New York Cosmos. He's the owner, or is about to be the owner, of Fiorentina in Serie A, in one of the biggest leagues in the world, or one of the top leagues in the world. Because I know there's a lot of fans that might fight me on that one and say, that, oh, Italy's not the best league, or it's not the top league. Whatever your thoughts on that, uh, it really doesn't matter because Rocco is putting his money where his mouth is and wants to purchase um, Fiorentina. And that should show that he's a person that cares. He cares for soccer, cares for soccer clubs, cares for the communities as well. I just think it's a win-win for Cosmo supporters because that just shows that Rocco cares and uh, hopefully it just gives Rocco more credibility to the point where he comes to the meeting rooms and to the boardrooms in U.S. soccer and he has hopefully more leverage. The last question comes from David Galanti. He says, is there any chance that the Cosmos are willing to become a membership organization where fans can directly support and aid the club? I think this could be of great benefit to us. David, I think that's a great point, and I know that there's a lot of fans out there that want to invest or want to become an investor in the New York Cosmos because they want to have a say on the future of the club, and they don't want to see the club possibly go out of business again. But my opinion on this is that a lot of supporter-owned clubs in the United States, and I believe there's few of them, there's not that many of them, they're mostly grassroots clubs, right? So they're not backed by a millionaire, billionaire owner. So in U.S. soccer, you don't really see a team backed by a billionaire saying we're going to have a supporter um, own percentage. And I don't know if Rocco will be up for that because I think there's other ways for fans to be invested in the club without actually investing their money. So you can buy tickets, buy merchandise, watch the streams when there are streams. Um, You can spread the word on the New York Cosmos. So there's other valuable ways of uh, supporters can spread the word on the club and um, be a loyal fan. But I think, I could be wrong, but I think we're a long way off of any type of uh, supporter um, ownership structure. I'm not knocking it down, David, but I just don't think Rocco or the management would be in favor for that one. Maybe over the next couple of seasons, once we know what's going on in U.S. soccer, because there's tons of lawsuits. We got NASL versus the U.S. Soccer Federation and Major League Soccer. Now you have um, USL suing UPSL. You have all these lawsuits, and there's no one making an advantage in U.S. soccer. There's not one stakeholder or one league going forward and making great progress. You have all these leagues, all these clubs going backwards, and that's sad. That's really sad. And that's why U.S. soccer should wake up. Carlos Guadero, U.S. soccer president, should wake up, open his eyes, drink some coffee, and get everything sorted in U.S. soccer. All these lawsuits show one thing, that U.S. soccer is incompetent to run a successful non-for-profit with no lawsuits with no people hating them, or just the fact that people want to talk to them and they don't want to sit down with them because they don't agree with them, well, it's not your decision to make. You're a non-for-profit. You're not a private business where you could do whatever you want. So thanks 
for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. You can follow First Team Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. Check out our website, firstteampod.com. I'd like to wish the boys in green, the New York Cosmos, best of luck this weekend. You guys have two matches back-to-back, June 1st, June 2nd, Saturday, Sunday. Should be a very exciting weekend. And next week, I would love to get your thoughts on these two matches. You can email the show, like I said. What are your thoughts on back-to-back matches? Are you in favor of it? Or do you just like more soccer, especially with two matches in the New York City area? So thanks for tuning into this week's episode. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys of Benedict Cosmos and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York Street and White. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cause we're country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it in our playing. The fact of it is, the rap from Tate attacks, hash and bliss. Reacts, tap, and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stacking the wing, holding back to the through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Effects Girl down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you about the views. Like shouting cues aloud to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'll track the past, no excuse. Each session, a lesson. It's not about perfection. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.